Oh, control your mind, control your life. Think different theory, baby. That's what we do. Welcome back. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope everyone is having just a grand day. Guys, what a time to be alive. Can we just stop and like appreciate that for right now? Guys, I got to get set here. Oh, man. All right, guys, what a time to be alive. Uh, I, I do. I want to take just a moment to just appreciate this because while it is crazy and while we are um, on the verge of potential chaos in the world, or at least in the United States, and you've got Joe Biden claiming he is the president of the United States when he is actually not legally the president of the United States yet, or at least the mainstream media is claiming that, you have Trump refusing to concede and... All the mainstream media, everybody's saying, oh my gosh, he's being a dictator. Uh, this is just crazy. Even though all that is going on, we live in America. And America is still the greatest freaking country in the world. And we are living in the greatest time in the history of mankind to be alive. I mean, heck, we can have anything that we want ordered from our phones directly to our house. We can have it within minutes or days when didn't even exist before. We have technology that allows us to connect. We have, uh, just honestly, it's the best time in the whole entire world to be alive. And the most opportune time, even regardless of who is in the president or, or who's in politics or what the laws are, uh, is the greatest time to be an entrepreneur. It's the greatest time to be a business owner. It's the greatest time to be a producer, a contributor to society. And I'm thankful for that. Guys, the topic of today, as we dive into it, um, is, is America at war? Is America at war? This is a very important fundamental question, all right? Because if America is at war, it changes what is going on with Biden versus Trump. Now, I am simply, and the purpose, by the way, you like my hat? Isn't my hat dope? USA, it's got the USA thing on the bottom of it. Shout out to my fiance for getting that to me. Anyway, um, now I'm not necessarily endorsing or, or saying that we are at war or are not at war. I'm simply posing the question and I'm explaining both sides. And I, I'm explaining why we must determine whether or not America is at war. Because if it is, then, well, then how, like acting one way suddenly becomes more appropriate or, or makes more sense. And I, I feel like, Part of America feels like we're at war and the other part does not. So we're going to dive into this and break this down. But I really ask that you listen to this because there's a fundamental distinction um, that, that we're going to talk about. I'm going to paint out the two sides here that if we accept America or look at America through one lens, then uh, kind of where we're at today doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? It looks, it looks bad. It looks uh, like we're in chaos. It looks like there's fighting and strife and things like that and but if we look at it through the other lens, then a lot more things start to make sense. Now, I'm, once again, I'm not saying that necessarily one side is true or not. I'm simply posing the question because I think it's important. So let me explain this right now. So here we go. We've got this, uh, we've got this election that just happens, right? Joe Biden's the projected winner by the media. Trump's refusing to concede. And uh, we're kind of looking at this like, all these Trump supporters and all these people that think that, you know, Trump should just, uh, I mean, that, that, that Biden shouldn't claim and that Trump should never concede and that he needs to fight back and push back. You're like, dude, you kind of look at them and you go like, yeah, like Joe Biden won, like, right? Like he's, he was a projected winner. All the liberals, all the people on the left, all the people that are just like, you know, Democrats or voted for Biden are just like, dude, like just accept it. Right. And all these Republicans are like, no, we will never accept it. Well, if, and as, as I look at this, I look at this and I go, okay. 
in a normal scenario, meaning if we're not at war, if America is not at war, if everything is hunky-dory, well, never, everything is never hunky-dory, but if, if everything is the same old, same old, right? When Obama was elected, when Bush was elected, when Clinton was elected, if everything's the same old, guess what happens? We go through, we sit down, we go, hey, listen, we are the American people. And we're going to vote on the president. And while we may not like the president, we're going to understand that, you know what? The the American uh, people are going to put forth the president and whoever they elect, we're going to believe and trust that they have the best interest of America in mind, that they are going to uphold American values, at least uh, deep, deep down at the core, that they're going to follow the Constitution. And while they may do things like they may raise our taxes or they may restrict a few things, generally speaking, they have America's best interest at heart. So guess what? When when Bush was elected, that's what the Democrats felt, even if they might have been upset about it. When Obama was elected, that is what the Republicans felt, even though they might not have been happy about it. I think the, the general consensus was, hey, listen, even though I don't like this, particular person, you know what, we're going to accept and we're going to hope uh, or accept this and we're going to hope that they have the best interest of the American people, that they're going to follow the law and that in four more years, we get to decide again and America will still stand. Uh, The American values are still here. The freedoms that we experience in America today, they're still going to be here. And because of that, it is fundamentally crucial. It is crucial to our society, to our democracy, to have a peaceful transition of power and to uh, accept the fact that the election uh, has integrity and that it is not rigged, right? That's kind of this overall general consensus. And if we carry that into this election, right? If we if we come into this election and say, hey, listen, I know Trump, su- I, mean, I mean, I'm sorry, I know Trump is, is crazy. I know he's out there. I know he's Trump, right? But I believe that if Trump is reelected, he at least has the best interest of the American people in mind. And hey, I might not like Biden, or maybe I do like Biden, but Biden, while he's very different than Trump, where he's on the polar opposite end of the spectrum, guess what? Like he still has America's best interest in mind. If that be the case, if that is how we're viewing the lens of America today, if we're carrying that forward into today's election, then guess what? A lot of what is going on today seems uh, blown out of proportion. It seems like, why was there such a crazy battle? It seems as though Trump, like, dude, every other projected winner, uh, well, not every other one, I guess Al Gore was the projected winner for a while before it switched back, but like, hey, listen, like, Joe Biden's a projected winner, you should concede, there should be a peaceful transition of power, and we should move on and move forward, right? Like, that's how it would look, and anybody that would oppose that would be like, dude, Like, we just want to go and we want to live in America where we have our freedoms and like, yeah, you might not like it, but go vote again in four years, right? Like, that's how this is going to work. It's going to be the the same thing is going to happen in four years. We're going to have another election. Everything's going to be good. And you would look at these seeming conspiracy theorists or these people that are like, oh my gosh, voter fraud, this is crazy, right? We would look at those people and go, you're crazy, right? Like, this is, Joe Biden is not out to get you, all right? Let's just move on. But here's the issue. Uh... What if that's not the case? Now, once again, I'm not, I want to be clear on this. I'm not saying that that is not, that is not the case, right? I'm not. But I want to present another side for the people that don't understand what's going on for what a lot of Trump supporters, a lot of people on the Republican side, I would say even to a certain extent, myself included, not, I wouldn't categorize myself as, as hard, uh, you know, uh, 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 like extremist in this particular camp. But I think this is interesting because if you're a Trump supporter, you want to be able to articulate this. If you're not a Trump supporter, you really need to understand this, okay? What if America is at war right now? 
I want you to think about this. And what if the two sides were Trump versus Biden? And what if you had 70 million people in America that voted for Trump thinking that, hey, listen, they really believed deep down that if Biden gets in, that there is going to be, that like that's going to be the end of America as we know it. If they truly thought that, because they're going back and they're looking at the massive amounts of government overreach that happened during COVID in Democrat-run cities. You're looking at the burning and looting of cities that are happening under the Democrats' watch, not the Republicans. You're looking at the, uh, the de Democratic policies that are stripping people away from their fundamental freedoms uh, to be able to, you know, to do things in America, right? These lockdowns are, are and, and mass mandates are primarily promoted by and enforced by Democrats and Democrat-run cities. And once again, I'm not trying to put people against each other. I'm, I'm simply presenting an argument here. So you have these people that have seen who voted for Trump in 2016, all right? We put Trump into office, they voted for him, and they're like, hey, listen, enough is enough. We gotta get America back on track. We gotta instill some of the values of America back into here, right? Hey, listen, and for the last four years, they have seen the media and the left attack this guy at every single turn. Now, I'm not saying Trump is not to blame here because some of the attacks he brings on himself, but the media lies about Donald Trump. I promise, that is fact. That is not, oh, like that's, like that's just, no, no. That's not my opinion. That's not a narrative I'm trying to push. The media blatantly and purposefully makes Donald Trump look to, uh, look, uh, look, makes Donald Trump out to look like the devil, to look like Hitler, to look like the worst possible thing that could have ever happened to America, okay? So this entire time, for the last four years, you have a sham impeachment, you have crazy allegations that turned out to be completely false, absolutely no evidence whatsoever. You have Nancy Pelosi ripping up papers uh, at the State of the Union behind Donald Trump. Like, Nancy, are, you're disgusting, okay? Like, actually, I don't wanna, I, that act was disgusting. I, I don't wanna attack individuals specifically. The act of what Nancy Pelosi did there was disgusting and, and, and wrong. Um, but some people saw it as a good thing, but whatever, okay? So you have four years of making Trump out to be the bad guy. When I don't care what you think, I don't care what the media says, what Trump did for America from a policy standpoint was amazing, amazing. Our military, our, our uh, economy, right? What was going on and, and with the policies that he changed and the things that he put in place, our um, foreign affairs, the fact that he, peacefully nego negotiated a peace treaty um, with uh, two or three different peace treaties um, over in the Middle East. The fact that he had uh, a meeting and met with the dictator of North Korea, King Jong-un, over Twitter, okay? What Donald Trump did, historic uh, black unemployment rates, I mean, um, uh, employment rates, historic low unemployment rates for blacks, historic low unemployment rates for Hispanics. I mean, we're talking like what Trump did from a policy perspective and what Trump did policy from a policy perspective, not from a character perspective, but from a policy perspective, what Trump did for America, I believe, and 70 plus million Americans believe was the best possible thing that could have happened to America. There is hardly any Republican that I have ever talked to that looks at Trump's policies and goes, yeah, he sucked. 
Even Ben Shapiro, who didn't vote for Trump because he thought Trump was going to be crazy and bad for America, he didn't vote for Trump in 2016, came out and was like, Trump governed in such a conservative way. Trump governed in a way that was in accordance with the Constitution. He didn't overreach, uh, 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 overstep his governmental powers, even in COVID, even when every Democrat did it, when Cuomo did it, when California did it, when all the crazy Democrats out there that all overstepped their boundaries, that all overreach of power. Trump didn't do it. Trump stayed within his legal bounds. He followed the law. And so you have these Americans, these like incredibly patriotic, in our blood, red, white, and blue, I love this country Americans that grew up with the American flag and guns and God and freedom. And like, that's why we're here. We love America. We bleed America. You have that. And you have these, the other, us looking at what the media is doing to a guy when we're like, yo, if you would get behind the dude, if you would go through, oh gosh, Sorry, my speakers just freaked out. Listen, like you're attacking the guy. If you would just get behind him, if you would just not make him look bad, if you would just accurately report on him, just actually show what's happening, guess what? We probably wouldn't fear the other side so much. We probably wouldn't go, you're actually just out to get Trump. You're actually just out to get us, right? We wouldn't feel attacked. We wouldn't feel like we are at war. But we have watched for the last four years of you attacking Trump over and 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 I could go on forever without ever giving him credit ever for anything. And from a policy standpoint, he was probably arguably the most effective president in the history of America. Okay. I don't, I'm not great on U.S. history when it comes to early presidents. So maybe there was an early president that was more effective, but certainly in modern history, more effective than Obama, more effective than Bush, more effective than Clinton, more like any of them. Okay. Way more effective. And all we saw was orange man, bad, orange man, bad, Trump, bad, Trump sucks, Trump, bad, Trump sucks, Trump, bad, Trump sucks. Trump is the devil. Trump is a dictator. Trump has overreached power. Trump is a dictator. And it's all lies. I would literally go on there. And, and it was funny. I was talking to one of my Democrat friends about this, who was big Democrat, right? Like, did not vote for Trump, did not like Trump. And uh, he was like, I, I watched the COVID conferences that, that Trump would do, the press conferences about COVID every day. And he goes, and I would watch it. I started watching them every day. And then I would turn on the media. And I was like, Trump didn't say that. That's not what he said. That's not what Trump would do it. No, that's not, that's not true. That's not true. This is a dude that's a big time Democrat. That's how we feel. So then you take that. And you go, okay, here is a media that is censoring the conservatives. They are. Big tech, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I think, is. Now, I don't think it's as bad as Twitter is. Facebook, I, I don't know. I go back and forth. I think Facebook is kind of in a hard boat. I, I'm not going to be too, too, like, I know there's definitely been instances, but I do know that they censor the left as well. I think they probably censor the right more, but I, I, I don't know. There's, yeah, but Twitter the New York Post thing. That's freaking insane. Insane what happened with the New York Post article about Hunter Biden's emails. Like that is not okay in any way, shape or form. So you have big tech that's backing Biden. You have the media that's backing Biden. You have Biden who is backing and saying that, that governors of New York and, and California are the, the gold standard for COVID and that they're doing things right. And it's like, what are you talking about? Their deaths are skyrocketing. They have no freedom. Businesses are shutting down. Tens of thousands of people are leaving those cities every single month. Like no, New York is a ghost town. California sucks. Like those are, 
If you ever want to see how democratic policies go out, go to New York and California right now. They are a wreck. Homelessness at all-time highs in California. Drug needles all over everywhere. New York is a ghost town. Taxes are insane. Like, Democrat policies do not work. They suck. They're horrible. I'm not saying Democrats. I said their policies. I am not attacking individuals. I'm attacking policies, okay? And so you sit this, and for four years we go... America has the best economy it's ever had, all-time uh, all low unemployment for blacks, all-time low uh, for Hispanics, uh, all-time low drug prices in a lot of areas. Uh, the individual mandate is now repealed from Obamacare, so I don't have to be forced. I don't have to be forced to buy health insurance or else pay a penalty. Who? What insane individual was like, yes, every single person in America must buy health insurance or pay a penalty. That's stupid, insane, and ridiculous. And so for four years, we watched this. And then guess what? Leading up to the election, we watched millions of people gather at rallies for Trump. Millions. Every rally, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 50,000. And for Biden, it was 10. Not 10,000, 10, 60, 50, 200, 500, maybe. And then on election day, we go through and there's Trump's ahead. And we go to bed and, oh, there's a glitch in Michigan. 138,000 votes magically for Biden. Oh, uh, what, whatever it was, 170,000 votes showed up or 20,000, whatever it was, showed up in one of the county. 100%, 100% of them go to Biden. Not one single vote out of 20,000 or 100,000, whatever it was for Trump. Not one single one. And we go, hmm, maybe we should look into voter fraud there. Maybe we don't trust this. You know why we don't maybe trust this? Because we watched millions of people to show up at, at Trump rallies. And no one for Biden. Because for four years, we watched the media go make Trump look bad, make Trump look insane, make us feel like we were out of our minds, and ask Joe Biden what ice cream he was eating when he's running for president of the freaking United States of America during a pandemic when we want answers and solutions. And you've got Joe Biden's son in the midst of a scandal with his emails, and the media is asking Joe Biden the question of what ice cream is he eating? So now you take that narrative and you go, is America at war? Because let me tell you something. If we're at war, then enduring war, we don't follow the rules. When we're at war, we stand up for what we believe in. When we're at war, we fight. We fight back. When we're at war, when our livelihoods are on the line, when the government, the Democrats in government are shutting down our businesses, are taking away our freedoms, are forcing us, forcing us to put masks on our face, are going to increase taxes, are going to force people to do things that they don't want to do, we go, hmm, wait a second. We had all-time record voter turnout. Trump got more votes from a sitting, for a sitting president than ever before in history. But Biden drew more numbers than Obama? Biden got more votes than Obama? The mainstream media just wants us to accept that Biden won. They just want us to accept that. Like, like Democrats, put aside everything. Like, like, I understand I'm a Trump supporter, but I want you to think about something. Like, truly, truly try to understand this. To all of my Democrat friends out there that are like, Josh, oh, you're being crazy. I want you to think about something. For four mother freaking years, four years, all we saw was the media going out there and telling us how horrible Trump was 
and how his life is crumbling and how it, nobody likes him and everything like that. For four years, the media tried to control the narrative. And then in one day, they or three days after the election, they go, Biden won, everybody say accept it, move on. On what grounds do you think we should trust you? On what grounds do you think we should not go back and look for voter fraud? Like, do you, like, you see what I'm saying? Do you understand why it's so freaking hard for us to accept the fact that, hey, it's not legally certified yet, you dumbass. Like, it's not there. It's not certified in any, no state, not one has certified it. You want us to listen to the media that has bashed this man when all of a sudden there's record to voter turnout? Like, do you understand? Like, how crazy would, how dumb do you think we are? Like, we know that there's issues going on. Listen, there hasn't been, v Trump and the, the Republicans have yet to prove all of the voter fraud. And I don't know if they will have proof of all the voter fraud. I don't know if they will, the, I don't even know if the, the voter fraud that happened was enough to swing the election. But do you blame us for asking the question? Do you blame us for asking the question of going, huh, there's voter fraud going out there. And you might be like, hey, there should be a peaceful transition. Hey, we should go and just accept the results. Hey, we should go and do this. Do you think maybe the Republicans, the Trump supporters, the true American patriots out there that cling to their guns and their religion, Hillary Clinton, might go, yeah, I think we want to investigate that. Listen, I made a post. And I congratulated Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for being the projected presidential elect. And by all means, will I support them if they end up being the legally elected president? And by all means, do I hope that there is a peaceful transition of power? And by all means, do I wish them the best of luck and I hope that they do not destroy America? I made that post and I stand by that if they are legally elected. I have a lot more control over my life than most people do. I have designed my life that way. I've worked my butt off for years, 18 hours a day, six to seven days a week. And I'm being very literal with those terms. Those are not exaggerated. Every single day working till two or three o'clock in the morning. And I have put myself in a position that no matter, no matter who's present, I'm gonna be just fine. But tens of millions of Americans are not that way. And tens of millions of Americans realize that, hey, if they lose their freedom of speech, if they lose their freedom to make decisions, if they lose the second, their, their right to the Second Amendment, if you have a, govern, or a president that's going to come in and try to take away their guns, that's going to cheat, potentially, and it's not proven, cheat their way in with voter fraud, if you have them that are going to mandate masks and that are going to take away personal freedoms and they're going to have massive government overreach, if you're... If, if their last stand, and if the media has put them in a position to where they feel that their last stand is to either A roll over and accept the results of an election that the media, which has land blasted their, their candidate for the last four years and made him look like an idiot, is to either roll over and accept what the media tells them is true or say, no, F you, I'm going to go and I'm going to support the president and I'm going to hope the, to God that, that this president can go and figure out a way to prove that voter fraud actually happened. I'm going to make a stand until it's legally proven. If that's the position that they're in right now, do you blame them? Because it's not their fault. It's the media's fault. It is the fear of stupid, idiotic, democratic policies' fault. Because whether you like Trump or not, Trump is not forcing things upon you. The Republicans, are, see, here's the difference. 
it's one thing to say you can't do something. It's another thing to say you must do something, right? It's one thing to say, hey, you can't go and uh, murder someone. Hey, you can't go and, I don't know, rob a bank. It's another thing to say you must buy healthcare. You must wear a mask. You must get a vaccine. You must abide by curfew. You can only have seven people in the room. You can only have X number of your own family members over for Thanksgiving. You can only do these things. There's a difference. And what the Republicans and what Trump, generally speaking, want to do is they want to allow people to make decisions for themselves. They're not trying to take away your freedoms. They're not trying to impose restrictions. They're trying to say, hey, you can make your own decisions, go. I understand that's overgeneralizing, but the Democrats in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of the greatest potential government overreach are taking advantage of that government overreach and they're forcing absolutely insane restrictions and laws. Okay, so now let me go back to the original question. Are we at war? Because if we're not at war, guess what? If we're not at war, then we probably have some faith in our democracy. We have some faith in our leaders. We have some faith that the election is fair and we have some faith to reasonably believe that in four years from now, we're gonna get another, another shot at this and that America is going to be somewhat the same. Obviously, it's going to change. But you know what? Our, our fundamental freedoms aren't gonna be taken away from us and we don't have to worry about the Second Amendment being taken away. We don't have to worry about a president who uh, has literally said that he is going to appoint people that say, hell yeah, I'm gonna take away your AR-15s and AK-47s. Heck yeah, I'm gonna take away these things. That's what who the president, or uh, the, I'm sorry, the um, projected president-elect is saying. We would have reasonable uh, uh, belief to say, hey, you know what? In four years from now, America may look different, but our, our fundamental core principles are gonna be the same. If that were the case, no, we would not be at war. But if that's not the case, and if all of a sudden this is the last stand of America, and that we're electing or trying to reelect Donald Trump, not because we want a peaceful democracy, but because we literally feel like it is the last stand before America, as we know it, is wiped off the face of the planet. Before America, as we know it, becomes like every other country out there. Not a leader, but a dictatorship or a place that is run by the leaders and that the population has little to no say. If that were the case, then maybe we're at war. And I don't know the answer. And I don't know who it is that's going to declare that. But it's something to think about. Because I can tell you there are tens of millions of America right now, Americans right now that feel that we're at war. And I don't know if that's the case. And I hate war. I hate fighting. I don't want to go to war. I wish there were peace. That's why I like Trump. Because Bush put us into a war. Obama put us into a war. Trump didn't. Bush didn't negotiate peace treaties. Obama didn't negotiate peace treaties. Trump did. Trump didn't burn down cities and Trump supporters didn't burn down cities. Democratic supporters did. Black Lives Matter supporters did. I'm a huge support. I'm against racism. I support the Black Lives Matter movement, not the organization. Antifa did. Actually, I don't even want to say that might be unfair. I don't know if Black Lives Matter people were, were the people that uh, burned down cities. Antifa was. Rioters were. People that didn't care about black lives. They didn't care about, nobody that was sitting out there cared about black lives. I have lots of friends that were at the Black Lives Matter rallies. They were peaceful. But there were people there that weren't. 
They weren't Trump supporters. They weren't Republicans. See what I'm saying? Guys, I support a peaceful transition. And I hope, I hope that we can do this peacefully. I hope that somehow, some way, and by January 20th, that we have a clear presidential winner, legally. I hope that is not a gray line or a gray area. I hope it is clearly decided in favor of Donald Trump or Joe Biden. I hope it's for Donald Trump, but I just hope it's, most importantly, I just hope it's for somebody. I hope I can legally go and get behind somebody and say, yes, this person is our president, whether it be Joe Biden or Donald Trump. I want to be able to get behind them and legally, actually, with good conscience and good faith, think that this was the fair and ethical and right outcome of the election, that this is actually what the American people voted for. I hope that that is the case, but I don't know because there's only one party in America that doesn't want voter ID and that's the Democrats. And that's a fact. That's not a conspiracy theory. There's no, that's not a baseless claim. Republicans want voter ID and the Democrats don't. Okay. And so it makes you wonder. It makes you think about things. I don't think all Democrats are bad. I don't think Democrats are out to destroy America. I don't. I think most Democrats are good, just like I think most Republicans are good. I think there's good and bad people on both sides. I think there's a lot of really good people that voted for Trump. I think there's a lot of really good people that voted for Biden. But most of America is brainwashed and uninformed. Most of America does not know how to think for themselves. Most of America does not take personal responsibility for their actions or their situation in life. Most of America looks to somebody else. They collect a paycheck from somebody else. They are not producers. They are consumers. And most of America is brainwashed into believing one side or the other. And that's not Trump's fault. That's the media's fault. That's society's fault. It's not even Joe Biden's fault or Trump's fault. That's the reality. And the media chose to spend the last four years gaslighting and or just attacking, attacking, not gaslighting, attacking Trump, the Republicans, Mitch McConnell, and choosing to make them look bad. Yes, there were people on the left, like Sean Hannity and others, who blatantly made Trump look good and blatantly made every other side, uh, everybody on the left look bad. But most of us didn't. There's many Democrats that I support. Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, to name two of them, that I very much respect. Uh, uh, respect. But they're not trying to do what the radical left is trying to do. And they're not going to do, or, and they're not the person on the ballot. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are. So as I bring this to the close, I just want to pose yourself with that question and think about this. What if America is at war right now? Look at America through that lens. Does the response from Republicans, from Trump supporters make a little bit more sense? Maybe, maybe not. I hope we're not at war. But I think we are. I don't know. I don't know. And keep in mind, I am not, because I know all my words are going to be twisted here. I know there's going to be people, I could probably call them out by name, that are going to take my words out of context and they're going to say, Josh says that America is at war and that it is acceptable for the Trump supporters to co promote conspiracy theories and try to unsay. That's not what I said. I said, I'm posing this question. Now, do I think that the media is ridiculously unfair? Do I think that the media is absolutely insane for thinking that we're just going to roll over and just naturally accept that Joe Biden's president? Uh, yeah, that's insane. Do I think that the Democrats 
have absolutely no right to tell us that we must accept Joe Biden as president? Do I think that the Democrats have absolutely no no moral grounding whatsoever to claim that Joe Biden has won without a shadow of a doubt that we shall accept it? Do I think that the Democrats have any moral grounding to think that we should all just accept the fact that we have to wear face masks and that, that COVID is what it is? No, I think that's all insane. I think that's ridiculous. I do. I, I'm glad that Trump is the one that this is happening to because if there's one person, if there's one person that can prove voter fraud. If there is one person that will find a way to win legally against all odds, that will beat the media, that will shove it down their throat, that will beat the Democrats and say, once and for all, we will follow the law and we will stand up for America, it is Donald Trump. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, but damn, am I happy that it is him that's fighting them right now because nobody else has the backbone and everybody else would cower. They'd chicken out. Trump won't. And I hope he does it legally. And if he does, oh, it's going to be a good day. I don't know when my podcast became a political podcast. I don't know the date, but today is one of them. I did a solo episode specifically for this reason because it's really, really frustrating to be in the position that I am right now because I want peace. I want a peaceful transition. I want things to be legal. I don't want to support conspiracy or, or promote conspiracy theories. I don't want to be looked at as a conspiracy theorist. I took the time to congratulate Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on their projected win. And I took massive heat for it. Lost over a thousand followers. Got tons of hate. Was called insane names. But I did it because I believe it was a respectful thing to do. But you know what? I also believe it's the right thing to do to check for voter fraud, to recount the ballots, to make sure that this was done legally and to stand up for what we believe in. And right now, nothing has been called. So it's still game on. And I support Trump. I support the Republicans. And I support every American patriot out there, every American citizen out there that wants a legal recount, that wants to make sure that the uh, integrity of the election system and the voter system is intact. I support that. And you might not, you might say, Josh, get over it. Biden's in. He's not in yet. And we won't know until it is legally certified. And so that's where we're at. Guys, I think we're going to wrap it up there. This has been a week, a couple weeks now. What are are we? Two weeks, two weeks after the election tomorrow. Tomorrow will be two weeks after the election. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. All right, guys. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll leave with this. If you're a Trump supporter, the best thing that you can possibly do right now is not promote conspiracy theories. It is to promote and share factual information. Hard proof of voter fraud. To assume that it is not voter fraud. And to, when you see something, assume that it's not voter fraud until you've actually verified that it is. Guys, I am not kidding you when I say that every single day, without fail, every single day, I get three, five, sometimes 10 or 20 messages from people sending me stuff saying, share immediately before it's taken down. That is the type of stuff I promise you I will never, ever share. Share immediately before it's taken down. I'm not, no. Why? Because when I share something, I will make sure it's factual. When I share something, I will make sure that actually has grounds to stand on its own two feet. And that's what we need to do. We need to promote facts 
We need to promote things that are actually factually true, not conspiracy theories. And we need to support the legal efforts to get this done the right way. And then, and only then, will we have done everything that we can to try to have a fair and free and uh, election with the, the right outcome. Guys, I hope Trump wins. We'll see. Trump seems pretty confident. So do his supporters. We'll see what all goes down. Guys, I will see you uh, on the next episode. I'm going to leave you with that. Buckle up, strap in, share this out. If you like this episode, just smash the like button, smash the love button. Drop a comment down below. If you're listening to our audio, please subscribe. It is the number one thing that helps us grow is when you subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, leave a review, but subscribe. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button because that will help us grow and get this message out to more people. Guys, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. We got to think for ourselves. We've got to ask better questions. We've got to ask different questions. We've got to make sure that we're not being fed something from Trump or fed something from the media. We've got to go out and fact check. We've got to do our own thinking. I love it when people are like, Josh, it used to be think different theory and now it's think like Trump or whatever the Republicans say. I'm like, you guys are stupid and out of your minds. Like that's not what is happening. We just happen to be in the middle of the, one of the most important and biggest and most controversial elections in history. Of course, I'm going to talk about it. We talk about topics that matter. This is think different theory. If you have a problem with that, that's fine. You don't have to listen. It's okay. All right. So if more people need to hear this, leave a comment down below. Trump 2020. Hit the like button, hit the love button, share this out. And I will see you guys next time. I love you all. I'll see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace.